0: The Incomparable, number 428, October 2018.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to The Incomparable Podcast. You've made a horrible mistake. This was the wrong episode for you to listen to. Why? Because it is our second beer episode. Yes, a podcast that asked the question. And now I have to formulate a question. If podcasters <laughs> drank beer throughout... A podcast. What would happen? And I think you're going to find out. It's not pretty. Joining me to drink beer, the same beer, and discuss it are these wonderful people. First off, I'm going to introduce our official beer picker. There's probably a, a sommelier. Can I say that, or is that only for wine? C- Cicerone would be the. Uh, I'm not. I'm not certified. I don't though. know what that means. So he's our beer picker. Certified, uncertified beer picker. That that's him. It's Jesse Friedman. Oh, yeah. How you doing? He's back. He's picked more (laughs) beer. He shipped it to all of the people who are not in this room with me, uh, who I will introduce now. Um, In uh, the same location, more or less, we have two... Drinking beer people, Brian Hamilton, hello. You asked what happens when podcasters drink beer, and my answer to that is most of low definition. I have podcasts. They yeah. make podcasts, probably, <laughs> yeah. But then we're going to talk. We're, it's, a, it's a podcast where we drink beer and then talk about it. Uh, also, and I do have an episode all
2: queued up to start right after this episode. Oh, so, good.
1: Allison, yeah. <laughs> Allison Truge is also uh, nearby Brian Hamilton. Hello.
3: Hello. I'm excited to drink these fermenty boys.
1: Yep. All right. Excellent. Dan Morin wow. is also here. Hello, Dan. No, you're Dan Morin. I mean... Beer. Okay, hi. I'm Dan Morin. <laughs> oh, this got confusing. Uh, Marco Arment is back to drink more beer with us. Hi, Marco. Hello. Five beers later, I still won't be funny enough to make a good intro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we won't be doing intros after five beers. It'll be, like, outros, but that's, You've that's fine. you had two
2: years since the last episode to come up with something. <laughs> two years
1: later. Still not funny. Uh, Kathy Campbell is also here. Hi, Kathy. Hello. Oh, yeah. All right. Get and, that uh, ASMR going. And and of course Steve Lutz is here because he's
2: made of beer. I already cracked my can, so <laughs> you won't be hearing any foley work from me. Please don't crack your can on Mike. I have no <laughs> idea what it is we're gonna talk about. No, you crack your can. Because last time uh last time we were here, Jesse told us everything there is to know about beer. Although I did get kind of drunk and forget all of it. So
1: <laughs> Well he'll he'll teach us again. And then also joining me in my house, uh under protest, I believe, legally, is my wife Lauren Snell. Hello. Hi. <laughs> She's yay, not, yay. Kidding, not even a pretense of happy to be here
4: Happy to be here Oh good, thank I you I believe <laughs> the last podcast I did was the previous beer podcast I think that's so.
1: probably It ah, that might I'm, have so been sure like, like a TV beer. podcast in there or something But that's about it All right. Well, we're going to drink beer and talk about it. And I I don't really know how else this is going to go. So, uh, Jesse, why don't you tell us what our uh, first selection is? All right.
5: So, our first beer is uh, what I call a hazy IPA, which is a super popular beer style right now. And I think this will be fun to kind of get some IPA haters take on this beer. Uh, So, it's from... (laughs) It's from a brewery called Revision in Reno, Reno, Nevada. Uh, pretty new brewery. Uh, the brewer there came from another brewery in California uh, called Knee Deep, where he really made a name for himself. Um, but this is a hazy IPA. So uh, for those uh, listening at home, you Does that you mean there
1: was some sort of a, a problem in the process and no, they were well, to depends, get it
5: out? You know, people would say that. No,
2: but, we were making a hazy IPA. <laughs> that was the plan all along. <laughs>
5: yeah. But so it's, um, you know, these beers are notable for being super, super aroma driven, including incredibly low to almost no bitterness and they should smell like kind of fruit salad is what we're looking for with these beers so they're made with oh, wow. tons and tons mm. of hops um uh, yummy 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 i love
1: fruit salad <laughs> sorry
5: that's just the wiggles that's not an <laughs> actual opinion <laughs> but, but i encourage all of you to stick your nose in there and breathe deeply and smell it you and stick tell me your nose in there tell me oh. what, you're, what you're smelling
1: that smells pretty good it, it smells like, like a plant fruit salad
5: it's a very strange fruit salad yeah I was Smelled just going like to say it's fruit. like a like a peeled orange or something. Yeah, peeled orange. I think it's like mango, little pineapple, kind of a papaya, Yeah, note kind in of there. like
6: those those little mandarin <laughs> bowls that you just put in your lunches. Beer. Oh. <laughs>
1: That's bad Brian, close. bad Jesse, is the, is the Hazy IPA basically a reaction to IPA Putting IPA on beer sells really well But they have become increasingly like super bitter and awful and,
5: and some people don't want to drink that I wouldn't agree with all of those words that you're using They're, they're, they're good words But uh, no, I mean, I think it's just sort of, you know There's different phases and different sort of trends over time And this is what's really, really hot in in beer and IPA right now Hey, I have a bulletin Yeah, this is pretty good.
1: Yeah, I I would. I hate IPAs, and um, I do. I think this is pretty good because what it's doing is it's bringing out the fruitiness that was always the flavor that I liked in an IPA, without all that horrible bitterness.
5: Yeah, so the Agreed. bitterness, you know, bitterness comes from hops in beer, but how you add the hops and when you add the hops makes a really big difference to how it's perceived in the beer. And so this is specifically designed to be really, really fruit and aroma forward and almost no bitterness. So this no
2: is probably bitterness. mostly dry
5: hopped then. All dry hop, a lot of good, wow, technical so terms. S- Steve, I learned something I two years he ago. He did I think, learn
2: something.
1: Yeah, I,
5: these are all the things I forgot. So dry hopping is when uh, hops are, uh, pe- you know, they're a flower from a plant um, and they're they're harvested in the fall. And then when you add them to beer, they add they have an antiseptic value. They prevent the beer from getting infected and being a clean fermentation. And then they also add bitterness, which a little bit is always necessary for sort of structure for the beer. So it's also true podcast. Actually. Exactly. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you
3: can grow hops in Stardew Valley.
5: And then all the hops added at the end don't really add any bitterness, just flavor and aroma. So how, how's everybody feeling
1: about this one? We've already heard that Steve and I don't. Don't hate it. Um, any other uh, thoughts? I can't Let's tell. <laughs> so
7: I, now I wonder about my taste buds because to me, it still tastes fairly bitter. And I don't mm-hmm. know if that's just the way that my, my taste buds are set up. Like, you know, well, like-
2: Dan, you're a wimp. Yeah, that's that could be it.
1: That could be it. You're, you're ten years younger than me, and therefore you've not lost all of your ability to taste bitterness. I guess yeah, that's true. Let me go and eat so, some so hot beers. You're,
2: you're just old enough to have missed the the thing where you eat takis and atomic warheads for ninety percent of your meals as you were growing up. So you still have taste buds, but you're I'm not so much insight <laughs> deceive. You're not old enough for them to all have died like Jason and I. <laughs> so
8: I'm I'm tasting the bitterness and the fruitiness at the same time. They're not. Quite meshing together very well. It feels like I'm listening to an old Beatles album where all the guitars and drums are in one channel and the vocals are in the other channel. They're they're both nice and I like them, but
0: together.
9: Brian, what? <laughs> no, it should be mana. <laughs> no, I, 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 think this is really interesting. I, you know, it's there. There are so many like common beer types that you know. Once you have one, you've kind of had them all. And IPAs have gotten that way for me, where it's like there are so many IPAs that all taste pretty similar to me now. And it's, I feel like I don't know anything about making beer, but it, it seems to me as a buyer, it's probably really easy to make like a basic IPA, so everyone has. But something like this, like this is. I, I'm not sure how much I like it. I think I actually like it quite a bit. But it's what I like about it most is that it's a new flavor balance. It's, it's a new kind of profile that I haven't had before in beer. And it's pretty interesting. Yeah,
3: I feel like m- so much of beer culture is like, it's a good beer if it hurts to drink it a little bit. <laughs> I feel like this is a, this is a really Put approachable IPA. Chest. Yeah, this is really approachable, which is wild because the um, packaging is... It's not approachable <laughs> <laughs> it's horrifying
7: so somebody mentioned the dry hopping thing and i've i've had other dry hopped ipas which i i agree i generally prefer toward to the, like the traditional ipas because they aren't quite as bitter forward and this one to me i don't know it still doesn't it doesn't
2: quite hit that note for me so yeah as i drink more of this the bitterness is starting to sort of accumulate that's just you steve you're on you're the palate old, you know, <laughs> as it is with life uh
1: kathy do you have thoughts about this one
6: uh, I have so many thoughts. When I saw that this is what arrived, I was like, "Oh great! I have to drink an IPA." Because yeah. um, I have a like a physical aversion to IPAs. Just I'm like, "Nope, nope, run far away." However, I have sat here and I've already drank like half of it. So I guess one and a half thumbs up from me, maybe because it's really good. Um, it's it's smooth ish like. It it's very drinkable. It's
1: making you question
9: yourself
2: though.
6: Yes. Hence only
2: the half. <laughs> <laughs> it almost seems like it shouldn't be called an IPA. This is so fruity that it tastes to me like like almost like a like a not blood orange, but one of those beers where they've deliberately Brewed with some sort of citrus. So, uh, so yeah. this is
5: this yeah. is Juice. exactly the same standard beer ingredients. All that's changed is process here, and yeah. it's a really good example of how small process changes uh, snowball to create something really different at the end.
1: So uh, the one person I haven't heard from is Lauren, who I know l- does like beers that have fruity flavors in them, like a, like a grapefruit Rattler or the Orange Avenue Wit from. Uh, coronado what do you think about this guy
4: no this feels a lot closer to the stuff that i usually like because of the fruitiness and it's mm-hmm. it, it's yeah this was this was good i'm looking at the can and no the can is like a, that. night, like a
3: difficult
7: it's
1: like a warner brothers cartoon nightmare <laughs> On yeah, the it's can. a fever dream.
4: <laughs> it's a dystopian yeah. future. Yeah. I don't
7: want to be drinking a beer coming out of that guy's mouth. That's all I all just feel
4: like it's not marketed well, to no, me. It's, it's got
5: <laughs> hops drinking beer, which is a cannibal <laughs> kind I of think thing, there's, thing like a floating, the... there's like
1: a floating <laughs>
2: eyeball. It's super weird. But
5: Well, uh, there's
6: cables that are broken on the side. We talked
2: right. on the last episode about how design is important in uh, making you want to try a new beer that you haven't maybe had before, and this is one that I would probably look at on the shelf and go, mm, no. Until they make, <laughs> yeah. until they
1: make the lickable
2: can, this
7: is what yeah. they have to really do. really like their brewery logo, but then the rest of it kind of falls apart. It,
6: it, this would be a can that I would bring to a party, just to have it be <laughs> like ah, a conversation to you. statement.
8: Yeah.
9: I'm drinking out of a plastic cup, so I have not seen the design yet. (laughs) I, I would expect this to be like a poster in the bathroom of uh, a really like <laughs> right, that would be amazing yes like this should this should be fuzzy and glow in the black yeah, like, light after you've drank a lot you go to the bathroom and you see this <laughs> exactly. <You're> like, Whoa, <laughs> I gotta it stop. kind
3: of looks like I a poster <laughs> that should be in brian hamilton's childhood bedroom
2: <laughs> hey. on the right side here is that was that like a mash tun that somebody has ripped the limbs off of yeah and then if i look to the left a little bit it appears that other mash tons have done this to this <laughs> it's a post-apocalyptic beer dystopia it is, it is yes it is a Uh, Well, uh, this is great. If you're just
1: joining us, we are talking about labeling in (laughs) beer cans. That's what this is. Okay, we got to take a little break from the drinking in order to tell you about a sponsor. This episode of The Incomparable is brought to you by Linode. Linode is the place where The Incomparable is hosted. With Linode, you have access to a suite of powerful hosting options with prices starting at $5 a month and you can be up and running with your own virtual server in the Linode cloud in less than a minute. Whether you're just getting started with your first server or deploying a complex system, Linode is the right choice for you. They've got the fastest hardware. They've got the fastest network. They've got fantastic customer support behind all of it. It's never been easier to launch a Linode cloud server. They guarantee 99.9% uptime for server availability, and once your server is up, they keep it that way, and they offer additional storage, too. Block storage is now out of beta and available in the Fremont and Newark data centers. Linode is great for tasks like hosting a large database, running 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 a mail server, operating a VPN, or how about running a tech blog and a podcast network? Because that's what I do on Linode all the time. Linode's even hiring right now. Go to linode.com/slash/careers if you want a job at Linode. The pricing options are great. Plans start for five dollars a month. You get a one gig of RAM server. They offer high memory plans too. As a listener to this show, if you go to linode.com/slash/snell, you'll support us and get twenty dollars toward any plan. Do the math. That's four free months of the one gigabyte plan. and there's a seven-day money-back guarantee, so there's nothing to lose. Go to Linode.com slash Snell. You can do it now. If you're drinking beer, you could do it later if you wanted to. Learn more. Sign up. Take advantage of that $20 credit or just use the promo code Snell2018 at checkout. Remember that, Snell2018 at checkout. Thank you to Linode for supporting The Incomparable. We're going to move on to... Well, so
5: speaking of design, yes, we're, our next bottle is is a classic. It is proudly relentlessly set entirely in uh, what font is that, Jason? I don't know. Oh
9: this is well, the, the outline is in Comic Sans, like the, all the no. stuff around the outside.
5: So the, <laughs> they they actually redid this label a few years ago, and they reset the entire thing in Comic Sans a second time. Uh, so this is a beer called Pliny the Elder. This is a super, super famous beer out of yes. Northern California. Uh, people go wait in line at the brewery for hours to get this fresh. Uh, this is the beer that essentially invented double IPA and really helped establish sort of this West Coast IPA style. So the beer we just drank, in a lot of ways, is sort of reaction to the these kind of beers so this is a super famous beer it's been widely regarded as one of the best beers in the world and and jason no, no is making pressure. a terrible face no right pressure now. i'll what you have your done to, me? to
1: those kinds of beers <laughs> all right we're pouring here it's happening
5: so what do you guys think
1: this tastes
8: like i remember black coffee tasting like the first time i tried it
3: really i was gonna say
1: i think this is really drinkable in that it is a liquid or in that it tastes good <laughs>
3: I, I mean, I I just think it, it's it's like really balanced. I'm into it.
1: So this, you, you would Jesse, you would describe this as sort of being one of the things that really kicked off the the uh, well, not as a double IPA. It's it's like a major figure in the kind of yeah. IPA this of is fi-
5: this is sort of like an important seminal. Sem- this is an iPhone four of beer oh, okay. releases. Thank you.
9: I mean, this is the first beer – this is the only beer in this entire set that I had heard of beforehand, although I don't think I've ever had it. And uh, it is pretty nice. It's, It's super bitter, but that is the point. And as as an implementation of a super bitter IPA, it is a very good, clean version of that. So I think, you know, it's fine if people don't like things this, this bitter, but if that's what you like, they have
2: succeeded.
1: My wife yeah. is laughing because I'm actually holding my head now after drinking some of it.
2: Oh, God, the bitterness, the bitterness. If you like this sort of thing, this is the sort of thing you'll like.
6: It's kind of a, a soft bitter though, like it's not kicking you in the mouth with its bitterness. <laughs> like it's very strong bitterness. Jason but it's is not...
5: now profusely sweating. I'm wiping
9: my eyes.
6: <laughs> <laughs> wow! Don't like, kill it, it Jason. Feels, it feels
9: like it was intentional. Like it, it feels like they they actually meant to create something bitter, and they did a really good job of it. As opposed to like they just suck at making balanced beer. So I See, would right. I, I would call the bitterness I find it structured. weirdly less less
2: bitter than the first one. So yeah, my my great taste Great job, guys! You successfully made a terrible. Beer. <laughs> I like it. i'm not gonna say it's terrible it's, it's not terrible it's definitely of a particular style and i this is this is the only one amongst these uh that i have heard a lot about i've never mm-hmm. tried it because i've never uh, I, I've I've heard a lot of people around me who are sort of beer nerds, um, going, Oh God, Pliny the Elders they're they're gonna have a keg of it at O'Brien's. Oh my god, we gotta get there, you know, at a certain time. And that immediately turned me off I was like, meh, no. Um but I was always a little bit curious and uh, I figured it would taste something like this, and in fact it does. <laughs> it's very bitter. This whole
5: tasting is geared towards the IPA curious. That's what we're our our core audience is here.
7: I would I would not line up for this
5: beer. Like it just tastes no.
7: like I can't I couldn't distinguish it between this and and other th- similar types of beer. I had. I wouldn't what stands
1: out about it. In that way, it's not like the iPhone.
2: Huh? <laughs> <laughs> this is the Samsung of beers. Ooh. This is actually the slightly less rare of the two Plenies. Um, the, the younger is the one that's in the even smaller batches, right? Well, the younger they make is, so this is a double IPA.
5: It's about 9% alcohol. And I think one of the things about it is it's, again, it's that sort of, you know, like Marco was talking about the intentionality You really hides that alcohol completely. It's about, I think it's a very, you know, it's a classic, it's not sort of modern, but it's, it's a classic.
1: And I'll agree. Uh, it doesn't taste boozy to me jason's going back
5: in for more and no
1: one's forcing him to
2: (laughs) oh god i regret everything (laughs) i taste the alcohol in this pretty strongly I would
9: say like it, I, I have I, see, I taste a lot of similarities, which is not a coincidence between this and Dogfish 90, which is also, I, th- I think, like a similarly, you know, long done IPA yeah, right?
5: of that same generation, too. Yeah. And it's got a little more sweetness. There's a little more color, a little more malt, you know, sort of very much traditional uh, craft brewing technique.
9: Yeah. And, and the, you know, the 90 is one of my favorite beers, if not my favorite beer. And I wouldn't say this beats it, but it is on the level. I think it's, it's near nearby.
5: So, yeah, so the Younger is a variation that they make once a year around February for San Francisco Beer Week. And that's the beer, you know, it's a triple IPA. It's like 13% alcohol. They do one batch. And that's the one that people really lose their minds for. But that's never <laughs> canned or bottled or distributed. They,
1: they have to have lost their minds to line up for that one. Anyway, um, uh, Kathy, thoughts?
6: Yeah, uh, I I prefer the revision one. Okay. Um, and I I definitely would not line up for this. Um, if somebody handed me it to drink or, say, mailed it to me, yes, I would open and drink it. Um,
2: <laughs> I don't believe
1: you.
6: I really don't think you That's would do for, that.
1: If somebody said it to you for a podcast, hypo- hypothetically speaking.
6: Hypothetically speaking. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know if I would I would go and order it. Okay. Uh,
1: Truj, uh, you just heard Brian say that it was, like, his first drink of black coffee. What are you thinking?
3: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I wonder if it's just, like, Uh, in contrast to what we just drank, I actually don't find this bitter at all. Is that just me being a poet? That, like, I'm just used to this kind of bitterness? (laughs) Yes, that's exactly it. (laughs) What I will say is that it's actually not set... It's either set in Comic Sans that they have stretched vertically, which is a cardinal sin. No, Comic Sans doesn't
2: have the serifs on it.
3: Well, I was going to say, or it's actually Comic New, which is the Comic Sans reboot that came out maybe two or three years ago.
1: Ah, these comics with their reboots, I'll tell you.
9: That's I what mean, I'm it's saying. It's comic
2: anything, Either but way, it is it's as a unpleasant font. as Comic Sans. Because, All right.
9: because when you look at Comic Sans, what you, the first thought you, you think is, let's have more of this. Let's make another one of
1: these.
6: <laughs> right? <laughs> It needs to be refreshed.
1: It's a simple design, though. It actually reminds me, Jesse, of last time we had the Alpine. Yep. And it's a, like, super simple, it's just a circle with the name in it, and then there's kind of, like, the crest around the... It's it's a fairly simple design. I do like that about the about the label. See, so, yeah, I said something nice about
7: the it's label. It's very green. It's very green. Christmassy. Green and red.
1: Sure.
8: It feels very classic. It feels like something you'd find, like,
9: in an older relative's, you know prized beer cabinet or something <laughs> but it is like it's so strong that it's kind of it's almost like fatiguing like if i were going for a second beer i would go for another revision before i would go for another one of these
3: yeah same
2: yeah so this uh i can i can almost always tell when a beer gets up to about eight to eight and a half percent alcohol um and, and at that point i mean it's very rare to find a beer that successfully masks that uh, that high alcohol content and i, I don't I, I, I hear you saying that you think this does. Uh, to me, it doesn't. I very much taste that alcohol base as soon as the bitterness moves out of the way. I think I think I have a harder time with the revision in some ways because it felt to me
7: like the fruit was competing and almost there to try and mask the bitterness. It's called stereo, Dan. We've invented yeah. a term for it, <laughs> and it's called stereo. <laughs> but in this one, because it's not like there isn't that ancillary flavor that's competing with the hops, in some ways it's like it's more straightforward and so it's I kind of pure. understand what I'm getting into and I'm like, okay, this is this kind of beer as opposed to the the revision. I felt like a little more like, oh, it wants me to think that it's this kind of beer but I'm still going to end up tasting the bitterness yeah. whereas mm. in this
2: one it's just like, mm. it's just bitter just deal with it. Now all that said about the alcohol, I can totally understand why people like this beer because I'm catching a pretty good buzz off of this. <laughs>
8: <laughs> yeah, honestly, same. If the last beer was actually stereo to continue the metaphor, this one oh, feels mono and I don't want to, call it one note because that's a little too negative for how
1: i feel about it because it's also way too much music (laughs) wow (laughs) no i think this metaphor totally works and i'm completely with you no no that that it it is it is a singular flavor in the way i totally get it the the hazy ipa is citrusy and it's also you know bit a little bit it's got that bitter too and here it's it is one thing it is what it is it's fine i appreciate a beer that's straightforward in that way and mono mono is more what we've learned here is to get the mono <laughs> version of sergeant peppers if you're going to choose <laughs> i didn't know we were going to learn that on this episode but that's the kind of surprise you, you get in the I am very small, should we move
2: on to beer number three, Jesse? What are we doing next? This is the one with the three on it. This
5: is the one with the three on it. So we are right. we are leaving IPA land and going to sour hey, beer. Goodbye, town. IPA land. <laughs> <laughs> <Dude>. uh, Farewell.
6: <laughs> screw you. This beer Moving comes on. in a
5: green bottle Woo! with a cork.
6: Happy New Year. I'm really scared.
5: Which is how you know it's fancy. F- Woo! <laughs> I love all these all these pops. <laughs> uh, so this is a beer called a Goose. Uh, it is brewed in a specific region of Belgium and sort of the southern neighborhood of Brussels, uh, kind of like, you know, champagne. It has a region. You can only brew it bit there. Um, this is a super, super traditional beer style, and it's made in in very specific ways. Uh, to make this beer, they brew the wort, which is the sugar water that you make out of the malt. Uh, they brew it with aged hops. And then in all other beer brewing processes, you would add yeast uh, to ferment the beer. This beer is pumped into a large shallow tub with windows and a nice gentle breeze comes in and whatever yeast is in the air lands on it and it is spontaneously fermented. So, no That's yeast- how
3: I write poems.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so no yeast is added to it. Uh, that is allowed to ferment and aged and used wine barrels. And when that is done, that is a beer called a lambic. Mm-hmm. This, you then take one-year-old, two-year-old, and three-year-old versions of Lambic and blend those together. And what is so interesting is in Belgium, there are breweries, and this they, they now brew, uh, but there's now breweries that they only blend. They actually don't do any brewing at all. So this is an incredibly traditional, uh, classic style of sour beer made entirely spontaneously. And then the art of sort of blending it together is what sort of puts it all together.
7: See, l- Lambics often have like a fruit
5: flavor, don't they? They? they can. This is no unfruited. You know. So what you're we're looking for here is bone dry, super super dry, and one of the you know, fairly a sour uh, kind of uh, footy like stinky cheese in a good way. Oh, and
2: delightful. Then, I wish they put that on the label. <laughs> oh, it does say foot in it. If on this the was side. an American
1: beer in a can, it would have a giant Monty Python esque foot yeah. right on the exact revision made. But this in beer. a
5: good, yeah, Monty Python's good because <laughs> a good foot. You know. I,
1: I should say now. So Jesse was a uh, co-founder of almanac brewing in san francisco mm-hmm. which uh, specializes in sours so mm-hmm. i'm not surprised that you are giving us a sour here we've gone from bitter to sour you, you left Bittertown behind but guess what's next door sourville Oof. don't
5: sourville. worry dark beer town's just down the road so forget it jason it's sourville so right away
2: i resent the fact that they made me work this hard to open my beer mm. <laughs> There is, in fact, a cork in here. I'm I guess that's, that's kind of adorable because there's still live yeast in it, and it's less prone to popping the cap off.
5: Yeah, so it's it's naturally fermented. So these usually will be they're blended, they're put in the bottle, and then they're naturally carbonated, just like champagne.
3: I hate that I'm about to say this, but it's kind of got like a kombucha quality to it. Like it's that sour, oh, sure.
5: <laughs> absolutely. And I'm
3: so into that. And I hate myself.
4: <laughs> I love everything about this. I love wow. the fancy bottle. Oh, wow. It's beautiful, and I love the taste. And I love the the cork. This is
1: I, lo- I love I love Belgian beer in general. Um, this is different because it's a sour, but um, I do kinda I wouldn't drink a sour every day, but as a special treat to have a have a sour beer. I, I, I kinda like it. What's everybody else feeling about this?
2: Well, this is like they melted down a bunch of lemon heads. <laughs> I feel like it needs
7: I feel like it needs a um, I, don't know, I I've had a lot of sours recently because I feel like it's become sort of the new i p a craze in some places is like we're moving on to sour beers and I've been to a couple of breweries that just use sours and there's there's a big range and I also find that it's one of those sours are one of those beers that the The more you drink of one, in some ways, they start to mellow out. And especially if you do a tasting of like three or four different ones, I'll drink like go down the line and drink more sour beers and then come back to earlier beers and be like, oh, that's not as bad now. I actually like feel like I wore out all those sour taste buds. (laughs) Uh, But right after the bitterness, like it definitely is a very different flavor. I, I think it would be nice to cut it with some sweetness. Maybe if you had some like some maple syrup. You call
5: it a Canadian goose. <laughs> oh,
2: damn. Interesting. Good Go. night, everybody. Boy, oh,
5: God. Yeah.
1: No. There's
5: historical precedent for what you're suggesting. So people <laughs> actually God. will sweeten. Well, you know, you can get Lambics that have been sweetened afterwards. Or sure. there's yeah. uh, German style beers that are traditionally served with a sweet syrup. So like uh, a beer like called a Berliner would be served with Woodruff syrup, which tastes like marshmallows. Mm.
7: Cool. Mm. Sign
5: me up for I,
8: that. No, it's gross. Brian, how are you I, feeling? This is my favorite beer of the bunch so far, which is not surprising to me because it's not an IPA. I'm sorry, but I really enjoy the it it feels more complex, even though I know it is unfruited and just a sour beer. It is extremely dry, which is something I really like in wines. So I'm not surprised I really enjoy it in beer. Uh, Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And the bottle was a nice, fun little touch to try to open and, uh, you know, get a little bit more of that classic wine experience almost. It's definitely mono.
1: Definitely mono, not stereo.
8: <laughs> I got to
2: tell you, you, you could have given me this bottle and told me that this was a real dry champagne, and I would oh, be yeah. drinking it right now, thinking that's what it was. Yeah, that's that's is, so you really uh, have I, lost um, all your taste buds, then, Steve? Yeah. <laughs> no, this tastes like <laughs> sh- dry champagne. Yeah, it's not quite fruity, that. but yeah. Marco, how are you
9: feeling about this one? I have never met a sour or a lambic that I liked, oh. and that
1: still has not changed. <laughs> all right, <laughs> a pat, hard pass from Marco. Uh, who else? Anybody else? Uh, uh, yeah. W-
6: words that I never thought I would say. I prefer the IPA. Oh, oh
1: wow. all right. What all right are we're team definitely team dividing <laughs> into the, the the people who are moving back to to bitter Bittertown and the people yeah. who are staying in Sourville. No.
6: I I don't like how this hits the back of my throat. I don't like how it sits on my tongue. The one La- or Lauren two says g- more for me,
1: except that's not <laughs> yes. how it works because you have a different. Here, bottle. Lauren,
6: I shall pass this through the internet because <laughs> that's you. how that works, right? <laughs> Yeah, I I do appreciate the uh the bottle and how it's put together and the graphic design on it. Oh, yes, we didn't is... even talk
1: about the graphic design of the bottle. Oh, it is it's, a pretty bottle. It's
6: it a pretty very body. pretty green and it's got like a paintbrush three on the front yeah. and very good font choices, no comic sans or comic new or anything like that. It, it feels even says very font regal. right on the bottle. Yes, it does.
8: It's the Gravity Falls beer. It's the Journal of no Gravity Falls.
1: No weird Warner Brothers nightmare cartoons on it. Yeah. The, the label also says it was
7: imported by imported in Belchertown, Massachusetts. So I got to respect that. Oh,
2: Belchertown! Wow. Yeah, all right. good old all Belchertown. Don't goes know where that is. All right, <laughs> all beer
7: ends up in Belchertown.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Reference wow. acknowledged. You know what? I've, 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 it sounds like I bashed this by saying that it tastes like champagne uh, and uh, and melted lemon heads, but I actually quite like this. Um,
5: I think that's a pretty I, good tasting note for it. Yeah.
2: It's, uh, you know, like most of the others, this is, this, uh, whenever I've had a sour, I've always made the observation that this is a sometimes beer, and this is very much a sometimes beer. And if I was in the mood for a beer, I might pass it by completely. But if I was in the mood for something very specific, which is a beer that tastes like champagne, this is quite, this is quite nice.
7: I'll also add that, like, the more, I find that the, the, the tricky thing for sours with me is always the shock of the first drink of a sour is, like... When you're depending on like what you're especially coming from a bitter beer is like, whoa, you know, like puckering sour. But the more that you drink them, I think, and like the expectation plays into it. I think it kind of melds out. Yeah, it gets easier to drink.
4: I'm noticing that it is best by 2037.
7: Yeah, I saw
5: that. <laughs> yes. So in Belgium, oh. you you have to put expiration dates on beer by law. And so they put a they put a twenty year expiration on this beer. And this beer this is a great beer to lay down and age. It'll slowly oxidize. And it'll mature. It's very much alive in the bottle. I uh, will get a big um, bottle of a Belgian
1: or Belgian style beer from time to time that has a cork in it, and I will save that for a special occasion or just because we feel like it, and and put it in the fridge and then pop the cork and have it, and we'll we'll split one. And it's really nice. It's like it, again, it's it's not something that I'm taking out with dinner every night, but it's something for a special occasion. And and uh, beer can do that too, not just uh, not just champagne or wine this or anything isn't, like this that.
3: This is an every time beer for me. This is a like I could bathe in it if I could beer.
1: Oh, oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> wow! It's a bath. It's, it's a bathtub beer for. True. Yeah. She-
6: Honestly, Join yes, it though. in the bathtub and write your poems, right. Truj. i, I see
1: are in, in the brewery,
2: bathtub <laughs> now. I mean, it's brewed in a bathtub effectively, so you might as well just go visit the brewery. Just it's dive more of a Belgium. shallow pool. Destination <laughs> Belgium. <laughs> Belgium. Five. I
8: mean, I agree, not about the bathtub thing, but I really enjoy <laughs> sour beer, so when it comes down to, like, if I'm at a bar and I'm not drinking what I usually drink at home, I will experiment and try different varieties of sours, and sour is one of my favorite ones to experiment with, because it's a really great contrast between sour and
1: whatever other flavor they use in the beer and i really enjoy it so the first three beers we've had we had two ipas and a sour and i'm reminded of the time that i took my uncle to who's from pittsburgh to a uh, to a brew pub it was to carl strauss's in san diego and he actually asked the uh, the waitress what is the thing you have that is the closest to miller light and i'm oh thinking now God. that anybody who's like my uncle is listening to this podcast going when will they drink beer
5: <laughs> because this is, this we, is a style all, of beer that's been brewed for hundreds and hundreds of oh, years I know.
1: it's just it's just there there we, we are in interesting flavor areas that are not uh what americans have been trained yeah, over many, jason, many we're years just to think getting of. started on oh, the weird boy. flavors here oh no well, what's next jesse what's well, I next brought,
5: i brought you a dark beer jason oh Thank so goodness. this is this is a beer uh, from a of v- the confusingly named brewery spelled B R U E R Y. They're in Orange County, California. It's a pun on the owner's name. Um, this is a coconut macaroon imperial stout uh, brewed with vanilla and aged in bourbon barrels. It is thirteen percent alcohol. Oh jeez! So mm-hmm. I thought just a nice evening sipper. You know, to try out here. And this is this is the kind of beer that I would call a pastry stout, which is Mm -hmm. super, super popular in beer right now, which are, you know, beers that are brewed with a lot of baking and culinary ingredients.
3: This tastes like a hangover in a can.
5: (laughs) (laughs) You mean in a good
1: way or a bad way?
3: I, I think I mean it in a bad way. I'm really sorry.
1: Okay,
8: Truge immediately stops sipping that and I'm coming in. I'm taking the rest. I love this beer.
7: It, it this is a this is a very good um imperial stout with vanilla that's ruined by having coconut in
6: it. <laughs> I want a beer float with this
1: really badly right the, now. That's the pastry angle.
9: I
6: think this almost yeah.
1: is already a beer
9: float. Like, it seemed, it tastes so sugar, even I don't, I don't think there's sugar added, but it's like, it's extremely like I, I got a little sweet. bit on my hand, it kind of dribbled down, and my hand's like really sticky now. <laughs> no, yeah, that's, no, that's no, it a macaroon. Sticky. That is exactly
4: a macaroon.
7: Yeah, I really like malty beers. And to me, this takes it just over the top a little bit with the addition of I find the coconut like coconut. I have problems with in general, but I find it cloys <laughs> a little bit when you add it to the rest of the stuff that's in here. Because vanilla and, you know, the, the malt and the stout already feel like they impart so much sweetness to me that it feels like gilding the lily. Now, this is going to be hellish when it warms
5: up. it's gonna gonna get really good when it warms up i like Mm. i
1: I like the maui coconut porter which we had last time i will buy that occasionally um this is a bit much even for me in the (laughs) sense that it is it is everything i like and then way too much of it
9: (laughs) it's like too much of a
1: good thing
0: I'll also say
3: that, like, I, more. like all of us, when we really think about it, have had uh, a horrible experience with whipped cream vodka when I was a teenager. So
2: <laughs> anything-,
3: anything that, like, is vaguely, like, alcohol and vanilla flavored makes me feel like I'm 19 and hungover for the first time. So... Huh.
1: So Brian, that. Brian, however, uh, apparently came and stole it away because he uh, really liked it. <laughs>
8: he can have all uh, of it. <laughs> give me my hangover in a can and I'm set for the next week. This is like, I agree that this is a little too much and it's everything I love, but cranked up to 11. Jason, that one's for you. Yeah. I Thank you, my, Brian. Lo-
1: that was a very nice reference. Acknowledged. I
8: love when you go a little over the top and exaggerated on, you know, Many things, music, movies, all this stuff, and apparently now beer, because I just discovered this beer as something that is definitely over the top and difficult to drink, but it is so rewarding and uh, tasty to me. I don't know. I love it. I love the vanilla and alcohol.
6: That's why I think it would be really good in a beer float, because the vanilla ice cream would really help mellow it kind out enough it to where yeah oh, there's so much more sugar in
9: there too I don't know I feel like we just I add to be, the overall sugar. it'd be more like a beer affogato because like what you want is a small amount of this like it's almost like a like like dessert wines you don't get a giant glass of dessert yeah. wine you get like a little tiny glass this I feel like which is hilarious because this comes in this giant pint size <laughs> can yeah, <laughs> but like what you what really want pint. with this is like a half can you want like like you know like a, like a short glass of this as a dessert beer in a small liquid quantity and then maybe yeah. you could put a scoop of ice cream in it or something if you want to but like this this to me mm-hmm. is a dessert mm-hmm. beverage and you would, I would never want to drink the entire can of it. No, definitely not. I will say for a beer that's thirteen percent alcohol,
2: just, I can't taste it at all. This really is like <laughs> like, like drinking a, a snifter of port, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, really strong port. Yeah. You know, it's 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 the initial taste of it. Um, the first the first sip I had, I was like, huh. Well, there's some strong alcohol, and then this really nice wash of vanilla and coconut and chocolatey notes, kind of overtook it the, the more tastes i have of it the the less that alcohol uh is is overtaken by the by the the sweet notes and i'm left with what is very definitely a 13% beer <laughs>
9: Well, yeah, I, I, I honestly I like it this a lot I mean it is you know you're right though the alcohol is not hiding I mean it's it's almost as it, it's actually very similar in many ways in that profile to another dogfish head beer that I like a lot the worldwide stout um where it's like it's a very very rich very alcoholic stout I think it's something like fifteen sixteen percent something like that and uh, and this has a lot in common with that but that's another beer where like you have one of those and that's your night like that's <laughs> like I'm yeah. done after that <laughs> and and this is one of those things like I when you combine this with all the like, you know, sweet flavors and everything, I would never want to drink an entire one of these, but I really do enjoy a small quantity of this. I would,
5: I would put like an espresso shot sized glass of it with a piece of bitter chocolate after a great meal. Well, see, yeah. See, that's this would the be thing. That's the thing. I think the
7: reason that so much, you know, for me anyways, the reason I enjoy so many stouts brewed with chocolate or coffee is that edge of bitterness that you don't necessarily get from
1: something like coconut and vanilla.
2: I feel like if I chased it with a mandarin orange, that would help. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, Steve,
1: this reminds me of like, like Christmas, but a sad Christmas. (laughs) We need to to have have a little high alcohol. I wanted to ask about Christmases are sad. Oh no. Um, I, I needed, uh, to ask this, uh, alcohol percentage. Yeah. Um, you, it's all over the place right you can get things that are uh super like session beers that are that are really low percentage and you can also get things as a, as a dark beer drinker the imperial stouts I see on menus and places, I'm like, oh boy, and a lot of those to me, I always say, taste like cough, cough syrup. They're right, yeah. they're super boozy, and as somebody who doesn't drink hard alcohol, I really only drink beer and wine. Um, it usually is repellent, not always. I don't consider this repellent. It's it's weird, but it's it's not that. What as from a from a, a brewer's perspective and from a beer industry perspective, what does the alcohol percentage? You know, what goes into deciding that, planning that marketing that like what what's the
5: why of the alcohol percentage so it's it's always by design it really should never you know this is why you do develop recipe development is you do test batches to figure it out uh when you make beer you take uh malt which is malted barley uh so that is you essentially make like porridge out of that with hot water and that's sugar water and then you feed that sugar water to the yeast and the yeast converts that sugar into alcohol now where this gets tricky is where when you get higher and higher alcohol uh, the yeast will have a harder and harder time dealing with it. And different types of yeast will have different tolerances for alcohol. Uh, Worldwide Stout, which we were talking about earlier from Dogfish Ed, uh, that's, you know, north of 18%. And that's a beer they take over a month to ferment that. And it is an extremely, extremely difficult technical challenge to brew a beer. Uh, that high alcohol and keep the yeast alive. There's a lot of technical acumen to make that happen. Uh, so a lot of the higher alcohol beers, the reason they're so sweet is they start with a huge amount of sugar mm. and the yeast, you know, yeast tend to they'll ferment 70, 80% of the sugars that are available to them. You know, just different yeast have different uh, different levels that they'll ferment to. And so in this case, they're using a yeast that is very alcohol tolerant but also leaves a lot of sugar behind.
9: And that's why there's going to be a very sticky ring on my desk where this <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it, I can already see it forming like, oh God,
6: when I you just lick like, that up. up, you don't want to waste Did any it, of it.
5: I have thought about that.
6: Does it have the little ball thingy like cans of Guinness have?
5: No, this doesn't have that. Those are for beers that are that have nitrogen in them. And nitrogen, it was originally designed by Guinness to replicate the feel of like a traditional cask ale. And so, um, you know, most beers just carbonate with CO2. These have nitrogen in them. And nitrogen won't come out of solution on its own in a beer. And that's why they have those little things that sort of start a cascade reaction and release all that nitrogen.
1: So I've been getting lately, um, Firestone makes a version of their Velvet Merlin stout called nitro merlin and they
5: tell you to pour it different than you've
1: learned to pour every and, other and beer in your there's life there's actually an instruction on the side that says um flip this can over three times and then pour it hard into the glass which is great because i do it i throw it up in the air and all of that it's <laughs> and it's really good but it's the nitrogen bubble so there it's the little tiny bubbles you can't see this but there are cans of beer hanging from the ceiling like <laughs> pencils that have been stuck <laughs> into it in this garage those
7: are the ones that didn't make it there's a there's a nitro version of left-hand milk, milk, milk stout as well yeah which yep. is also big thumbs up good. on that yeah, yeah and so nitrogen
5: beer. creates that creamy mouthfeel, but it smooth, actually suppresses yeah. a lot of the natural flavors in a beer. So if you yeah, try like mm. an export stout versus like uh, the nitrogenized stout side by side, they're actually very very similar beers, but you get a really different taste profile just because of the different gases dissolved yeah. in. It. I
2: really like the nitro Merlin. People should try that if they haven't. I think we talked it's, about it's really this good. last year. Nick's on the nitro yeah. for me. There's there's a certain edge that uh, the non-nitro beers have that you don't get in the nitro, and if you like that smooth taste, if you're like a Guinness. Drinker, or you—you you just enjoy that sort of uh, a general uh, easy drinkability. Then nitro is great, but I—I in every case where I've had a nitro beer and a comparable beer that's not nitro, I've always favored the one that's not.
1: I, I tend to agree, but I—I I, my experience with the nitro Merlin is like that. There is a place in the world for that sort of thing. Also, don't forget the power of the floor show, which is you get to watch
2: all the bubbles slowly fly up to the top of the glass. <laughs> that's yeah. beautiful, but there is nothing beautiful. stopping you from having a gigantic mug and just shaking <laughs> up your regular beer <laughs>
0: Fair. Yeah. also like they, they,
9: they've started doing nitro uh iced coffee as well in the cold brew especially oh, yeah. and it's like mm. it's like this big show now and you know like the last couple years and uh it's interesting because it, it has basically a similar effect where it's like i feel like the nitro kind of like sands down the flavor like it sands down like the sharp points that oftentimes you want but that's also what cold brew coffee does so i feel like there you just have this nice mellow coffee drink that tastes like nothing vaguely coffee-like and pleasant but you're doing the same thing with the beer that's like the only type of coffee i've ever (laughs) tasted and been not like immediately like that's
7: terrible
1: (laughs) well when kathy said it would be a good uh float that's actually very much like the nitro feel. The nitro is like a a, a beer float in a in a right. glass without yeah. the ice cream because it's got that same creamy Don't kind of that, thing. Though. It does kind of dull it and dilute it, and it makes a, a different flavor. But I like you know a dry Irish nitro stout is a nice thing. But it's yes. but it's not not everything should be nitrogenated. I guess is what I'm saying.
2: I should say that in the case of the Velvet Merlin, it's not really a fair comparison because the the Velvet Merlin is actually an oatmeal stout and the Nitro is a milk stout. Yeah, they're different. They started Mm -hmm. off a different...
8: That's my favorite thing about nitro is that it's easier to drink because of the more mellow flavors and then also the uh, the mouthfeel. It, it's just such a pleasant drink. And yeah, there's places in the world for the sours and IPAs that really have those jagged edges. But I think one of my favorite beers of all time, again, we talked about this last year, was the left-hand nitro milk stout because it's so easy and drinkable and still pretty freaking flavorful, even if it's not as jagged as a traditional beer.
1: All right. I think it may be time to move on to our next Gosh, beer. beer. Our I'm last I'm very excited.
8: I'm is, very excited uh, our next beer is one. also
1: our last beer. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, so a for this one, beers? I'm just going to reserve the rest of this stout for later. Um, who knows? So for this one, I'm on gonna, my I way to finishing it. Let's, I want to try
5: <laughs> something a little different. Let's. Uh, everyone, pour this beer. I want to hear initial reactions to it, and then we'll
2: talk about what it is. I'm excited I'm actually, to see. Oh, I'm all right.
3: pretty sure I've already. So tasted So I have had one. these
2: before, and and I've always loved. This style of beer. All right, here it comes. I have tried it, so I'm jazzed. There are not a lot of words Whoa. in English on the
9: label. One of them is smoke beer. Yeah, yeah. Marco,
5: you're ruining the whole game.
3: <gasps> Wait. Yeah, I've had this one
9: before. Oh my god. That's Oh, smoke. wow. <laughs>
5: just the oh, smell. Yeah. Like, I just smelled Whoa. it. Whoa. my
9: god.
2: Yeah, it it, it, right. it smells like a beef jerky in before putting in the, the fireplace. The
1: fireplace. <laughs> yeah,
8: I yeah. get charcoal
1: right off that. So we had dessert before the smoked entree. So uh, when I yeah. was oh in, when we went to Estonia, we actually went to a cafe, and the guy who was showing us around um, ordered this tea that is his favorite tea, and it was smoked tea. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was like drinking a barbecue. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's some really good smoked teas. I gotta say, I really, in general,
9: I like smoked foods and drinks most of the time. <laughs> I don't like artificial smoke flavor. Like when it's like really like you know good barbecue or something that's great. This tastes genuine. Like this actually tastes like a fireplace, not like a simulation <laughs> of a fireplace. This is this uh, is fake. That's genuine. That's a genuine super, fireplace. super strong. Like I don't. It's it's a bit too genuine of a
5: fireplace for me. Like it it. I don't know why you would drink this, but it's it's interesting. So I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher the pronunciation on this. Is there any German speakers here oh, yeah. that want to take a swing at it? Rauchbier.
1: Yeah, it's rauch rauchbier.
5: Um, I
1: Schlinkenlotter. Well, the the font is a very German German font too. Uh, so, this is beer, uh, from Bamberg,
5: Germany. Schlenverla. It's also a Raspia. lager, which means uh, it's fermented with slow, cool fermenting yeast that really promote these malt flavors. And they take a portion of the malt and it's smoked. It's basically barbecued malt. A portion of the malt is barbecued and exposed to smoke. And beach then that's, wood logs, yeah. And then that is uh, added to the beer. And it is. Uh, I this would, is not what Budweiser means by beechwood aging, by no. the way. No. so it The, the profile sort of ranges from uh bacon to an ashtray depending on how much you like it
1: (laughs) i've had some stouts that definitely profiled as Mm ashtray and i thought no no no
5: no no you did something horribly wrong this
2: is mostly coffee stouts this is different
5: but so this beer always elicits very very strong reactions good and bad
1: yeah it's bacon bacon ish sort of it's yeah it's smoky it's a yeah. super weird... That's super weird. That, that is a I, really I weird beer. this is beer. my favorite of the bunch. So oh,
0: Dan! <laughs> yeah, that's
6: me. Oh, Dan I'm coming weirdo. in.
1: Dining on this Ashes is, a, is Dan. There's
8: a tie between the uh, coconut macaroon and this smoked beer. Interesting. From, all in right.
1: We're, we're understanding some things about Dan and Brian now. We're not drafting beers wow. yet, guys. Hold on. <laughs>
7: <laughs> it's not a draft. Wait, aren't all beers draft No. <laughs> no,
8: these were How models. How many times have we kicked you off the
2: podcast now? Five? Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> i've had other beers in this style before and i've i always really like that sort of it's like they poured some liquid smoke in there like i think it's i mentioned earlier that uh it's like what they would marinate beef jerky in before putting it in the dehydrator <laughs> yeah. which is, is a flavor that i really enjoy um yeah the, the previous uh the previous rauch beers i've had or rauch beers or whatever it is smoked beers um have had i think more of a backbone to them like there's a this when i get past the smoky it's almost like there's a a watery base the beer that's underneath it um it's it's not it's not real flavorful underneath um and the other ones that i've had have been more so so i while i do like this and i it's just based mostly on the fact that i really like that smoky taste this isn't the best of this kind that i've had but i do enjoy it well, it's interesting because I kind of find it. You know, I'm
7: coming back to Marco's comment about the sort of the dessert beer, and this isn't quite dessert, but it's it's like a like a scotch almost, right? Like it's like I feel like I would drink a little bit of this, like a small glass of this. I don't think I would drink the size of this bottle is a little <laughs> bit large for me for the for the intensity of the flavor. But I agree, I also agree with Steve's point about the. It is kind of thin underneath, and I and I think that the the smoke sort of dominates here, and it's an interesting flavor, and I keep going back to it because I'm like, oh, is that really what that tasted like? I should try this again just to be sure.
6: <laughs> I feel like uh, I could see myself cooking with this, adding you know like beer beer battered corn dogs or fish and chips maybe with it. Or... I want to
1: put this in a uh, in a dough that I use for a barbecue chicken pizza. Ooh, yeah, yes. Ooh. or
3: make a beer bread with it.
1: Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be great. It's great and yeah. chili, too. Oh
7: yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna say yeah the 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 braised yeah. chicken that we've been making with beer for tacos. This would go pretty nicely in there.
1: Well, just put it in the fri- Put the rest of it in the fridge, and yeah, <laughs> you should do you that. Go. You yeah, should do I think that. I'm I, have tacos I will tomorrow. admit, I went back to the uh, to the stout to wash the smoky uh, flavor <laughs> so out of my I. mouth. There, yeah.
6: I went back to the Revision IPA. What is wrong with me? Who am I? I'm still I? drinking this. I
1: went,
3: I went back to the Pliny the Elder.
1: Wow. Yeah,
9: I'm, st- I'm still going
2: on the on the smoke. I mean, to be fair, Pliny the Elder can wash away anything.
0: <laughs> so. It tastes For like me. Personally, me personally, the best bitter. of
2: this kind of beer that I've had was, surprisingly enough, actually a Sam Adams uh, that uh, was in this style that they had in their fall mix pack a few years back, and I've never seen it again, but... Uh, really nice smoky flavor but underneath it was it had a bit more to it and um i really enjoyed it and i'm sad i've never been able to find it again
5: so what i want to know is whose favorite beer today was different than what they would have expected their favorite beer to be
6: uh absolutely me me no yeah me i think not, no. me, I
3: think.
4: not no. me i think no who, who I stayed like the on their one.
1: personal brand lauren uh stayed with the with the Goose.
4: yeah i would have picked the Goose in the first place it's just by bottle, it's beautiful, and it tastes great. Yeah, that's my favorite by far.
1: And I would have assumed a coconut stout would have been mine, but I think I liked the Goose better, and maybe the Revision too. Your wife has drunked all of our
4: Goose. You can't have any more.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
6: so when the box came, I got really excited about the coconut stout because I love I love me some happy, fun bakery like that. The minty teal with the pink, like yes, it's a beautiful. I can. love me some chocolate. It's I adorable. love my coconut. It is, it is a great can.
1: It's like a storybook.
6: Yes, uh, and it's you know I'll I'll have it with dessert when we're done with the podcast. But I probably wouldn't buy it, which is weird.
1: Which one did you like the best?
6: The Revision IPA. The which, Revision who Hazy IPA. What is wrong with you me? Think what about is going on?
1: think about your life, Truj. Yes, Brian. What are you guys thinking?
3: You know. I went for, I like, typically, the beer that would describe me, which is sour and smells like feet.
1: <laughs> in, a good, in a
5: good way. In a good way. In a
1: good way. In a positive way. <laughs> in the possible, yes. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> is there a good way for that? Yeah. You're, yeah. <laughs> the, cheese yes, right so the cheese right in front of you. the cheese way. The cheese way.
2: Okay. Um,
3: so, yeah, I, I thought I would probably like the sour beer the best. I, like, go to sour beer festivals. I'm that kind of hipster. All right. So, it's all good. That Same. sounds awesome.
2: <laughs>
8: I'm absolutely staying on brand with my favorite beers of the night, both being the dark beers. Uh, it's not that I don't like sours or IPAs. I'll enjoy them every so often, and I really do enjoy sours. But my favorite beers generally are dark beers, and my two
9: favorites of the night were the bakery and the smoked uh, dark beers. Marco? I I find the smoke overpowering the sour. Again, I'm just not a big sour fan. Although this was a, a less offensive sour than many that I've had. Um, overall, I was... Very pleasantly surprised by the bakery. It was not at all what I expected. I hate coconut macaroons, uh, but I, li- I like this beer a lot. Um, that's, uh, they, they sh- why are they called macaroons? Actual macaroons are totally different and way better. That's true. There's, there's a whole podcast like, we could do about the difference between macaroons and macaroons. They shouldn't have such a close name because they're so different. Um, and so, yeah, so I I really like the Pliny of the Elder and I really like the revision. My number one is the revision. Uh, I, I mm. didn't expect that. Not Woo. only for the wonderful demented label that it has, which I, I might want a poster of that in my bathroom. Uh, But also, it's just really interesting and nice. And I'm currently on a low carb diet. So I shouldn't drink a whole lot of these. But so I have to like (laughs) pick what's
1: worth it. That's worth it. I'm going to finish that one. Yeah, And it's in stereo. We all also have established that it is in stereo. I wasn't even drunk when I said that. Come no. on, guys. <laughs> You're just a genius, Brian. That's all. Steve, what are you thinking? Well, I will be finishing all of these
7: because that's
2: my brand. <laughs> it's on brand. Very good. Well done. Strangely enough, and I am a little surprised by this, the Revision IPA is, it tops my list. Yeah! Um... Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge IPA guy. I've mentioned that, although I don't dislike them as much as Jason or some of the others. No, who, who could? Who could? Are anti IPA? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's like liquid cilantro for you. Well, yeah. um, <laughs> Good knowledge, but uh, yeah, it's it's because because it doesn't uh, it doesn't follow the um, the West Coast IPA template of trying to actually yeah. make your mouth bleed when you put it in mm-hmm. your mouth, <laughs> um, and and because it's the uh the The sort of citrusy flavors are are very much up front um well above the bitterness which is there i, th- I after multiple tastes i got it but uh but it took a little while um it, it worked very well for me I liked it a lot uh second a close second is the smoked beer uh, hmm. which I'm still drinking. I very much enjoy that taste uh, I wish it was a little a little manlier underneath the uh you know, a little less watery beneath the smoke. Um, but otherwise, I, I, quite enjoyable. I will say that is the only beer of these that I found at the local BevMo, and all of the bottles that they had had a, like an inch-thick layer of dust on top. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> apparently, you're not the only ones that uh, don't really enjoy this style. Um, but yeah, d- definitely the, the revision. And um, from there, if I were to rank the rest, I would probably jump to the sour. Uh, and then shockingly, my Imperial Stout is number four, just a little too boozy for me. And, uh, the Pliny, the overhyped Pliny is, uh, not a bad beer, I will say, but not something that I would seek out and certainly not something I would stand in line for.
7: And Dan, how are you feeling about this? Well, going into it, I would have thought that the the stout because that's you know stouts and porters uh, are kind of on the, brand, my red, favorite uni, beer. Yeah. yeah,
2: but I
7: but the coconut and oversweetness of it is just it's too much for me. I can't. Uh, it's just too sweet. Um, I need a little more of an edge in there. So I would actually rank that pretty far down for me. Um, I think the smoke beer was my favorite just because it was the one that interested me the most. It's the one that I kept coming back to. Um and it's funny, you know, Steve mentioned the the cilantro thing, and I was like, yeah, I, I sometimes wonder if there is some sort of super taste or taste distinction for me because I find the the taste of the hops just so overpowering and it, it it really like the revision for me i you guys ranked it all pretty highly i for me it's it's near bottom of the barrel here do you, um, do you
2: like broccoli? I do like broccoli. Oh, uh, Then you're not a super taster. <laughs> I had broccoli for dinner tonight, <laughs> and then well, dude, you also wrong frequently. So this might just uh, from there. you just got a uh, <laughs> set different uh, different it's, kind of flavor there. I can't I can't you just quite figure out broccoli.
7: <laughs> I can't quite figure out where I would rank the rest of. This. I actually I, I would put the sour up pretty high because I think it is kind of interesting. Um, it's it's a very distinct taste. I thought Steve's champagne description was an interesting comparison, mm-hmm. like pretty solid there. Um, the Pliny the Elder uh, I think is a solid like. It's exactly what it purports to be for me. Like, I, I definitely wouldn't wait in line for it. But, like, I'm under no illusions about what it is. And to me, it's just very straightforward. Yeah. It's got, like, this particular taste profile. And I get that. Um, so, yeah, I think that's kind of middle of the pack and then down into the the, the stout and the revision at the bottom. Because I just, I neither, I, I'm not sure there's a beer here that I would drink the entire one of just because they are all very distinct and very strongly flavored in particular ways. Um, Like I, I enjoy them getting tastes of all of them and I've been drinking out of my little, you know, four ounce taster glass, which is about the right size of these for me, but (laughs) I don't think I would drink a, a full one of any of these.
1: Yeah. For me, um, yeah again I think the goose was the one that I liked the most but my wife's never going to let me drink that cuz she's going to take all of that. I have been sitting here <laughs> drinking uh, more of the coconut uh as we go um just to get the smoke flavor out of my mouth to be honest that one I never want to <laughs> yeah. drink any more of that ever in my <laughs> life ever. Um but then I drink the coconut and I'm like whoa that's way too high in alcohol content. So I don't know. Uh the goose and the revision I guess are the ones that I I choose. Um, there's a heck of a swing between any two of these beers,
7: right? You go from one to the other and it always feels like, whoa, so this is my
5: question. Jesse, was that the, was that the idea here to give us some very distinct flavors? Yeah. No one wants to drink boring beer. And uh I tried My uncle uh, would like the closest thing to Miller Lite. <laughs> That'll be at the next episode <laughs> all right. where we'll we'll compare all the different light offerings on the market. No, <laughs> I uh, I tried to choose beers that uh were interesting to talk about, that I had something to say about. Uh I tried to choose beers like the Revision and the Brewery Bakery, uh really follow current beer trends. Right. And then the Rausch beer and the goose are uh, imports that are like standard bears that are really classics, and then plant. I it was on the shelf and I took the opportunity to sure. I had the chance to send it. You know, and a big piece of what I really like with the revision is uh, when I packaged that up to mail it to everybody, it was two days old off the canning line and it's been about two weeks and that beer has held up really really nicely and so you know what I wanted was beers that popped, beers that had great personalities, beers that tasted like what they're supposed to taste like that you really get the brewer's intent and I feel like with and I wanted beers that would be divisive and and turn people's <laughs> just, tastes a little upside down. <laughs> turn us against, against each other. Was
2: to, yeah cause a riot of some kind. Yeah, <laughs> And I
9: think you largely succeeded. I mean like that's like to me like the, one of the best things about like knowing somebody like you who's a huge beer nerd is like you like this, this selection you have here is the perfect type of selection if you're doing like a tasting flight and you want like you know a small amount of a bunch of crazy crap right that's yeah. that's <laughs> what this is and it's really cool like because you know it, like almost none of these what i actually want to buy a like six pack of maybe the revision that's a and maybe the plenty that's about it like the rest are so uh, you know extreme all I don't of these want are
5: sold them. as singles except singles. the revision which comes yeah, as a four sure, pack yeah.
9: If I saw any of
8: these in a bar, I would say, "Huh, that's interesting." You know what? I think I'll try that, and they would be the weirdest beers in the
5: bar, and I would love it.
2: So, Jesse, how do you rank these? I would.
5: Uh, or I sh- dare you? I amazingly, I agree with Jason. I think the uh, the Goose. <laughs> so, showing my cards, the Goose is like a huge professional inspiration to me. I think that's one of the absolute best beers in the world. But it's would also- you bathe in it? I it's such a it's such a waste. That would be a waste. Very yeah. expensive beer. Well, you drink um, it afterwards, obviously. It's, it's uh, you know I've been to the actual brewery. It's a it's a second or third generation family run brewery. Can I just say, yeah. if you like beer, you should go to Belgium.
1: Yeah, Belgium. Go to Belgium. Belgium they got French fries. They invented French fries. They they basically invented waffles. chocolate. Yeah, they have waffles. Yeah, and a war ended every waffles. sixty
5: feet as you walk
2: around. Amazing the waffles, and <laughs> then
1: the beer is spectacular. Yeah, and the and history. Can I just
2: say, if you like beer, you should come to San Diego because the beer here is good. All
5: right. All right. Okay. It's hey, not the, it's not Belgium, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. One of the amazing things about beer in the United States right now is there are amazing local breweries everywhere. And especially with a beer like if you're interested in hazy IPA, it's way less about Um, the brewery necessarily than getting it super, super, super fresh. And with a lot of, you know, especially hop driven beers and fresh beers that should be served fresh and kept cold, uh, getting them close where those beers have been coddled, where those beers are made by, you know, brewers in your community, uh, that's really important too, in terms of supporting sort of the local community because sending beer across country around the world, especially if it's hoppy, that's going to ding it up really bad. So if you're on the East Coast, drink IPA brewed close to where you are. If you're on the West Coast, drink IPA there and you can find is IPA just about everywhere these mm. days.
2: Well, I'm so glad you sent us Pliny the Elder because now when people talk about how fantastic it is, I can go, eh. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can leave my name out of that
5: one. Yeah. laughter <laughs>
1: All right. Anything, anything else about beer and the, and what we've experienced here tonight? Before I wrap it up, now's your time to get it all out, get the feelings. Out. I can't. You say if we if we are so lucky as
7: to do a third beer episode at some point, can I request a stout that doesn't have coconut in it?
5: I, I did not mean to repeat myself. Uh, absolutely.
9: I will say some follow up from the last episode that whatever coconut crazy thing we that the Maui one was that yeah. what it was Maui that coconut time? Yep. Yeah. I that was one of the only two beers from that they that ended up buying a six pack of afterwards, but that was too much and yeah. I didn't, the the saison was great that
1: I kept buying, but yeah the
9: six you know pack what, of I that. I listened was to enough. that
2: episode and you said I can't see myself drinking a six pack of this. <laughs> it so, turns
1: out you were right. I uh, yeah. I do buy the Maui coconut porter which comes in a four pack by the mm-hmm. way, not a six pack, and I I like it, but again I parcelled those out. Um, For like a special occasion where it's fun to have the weird coconut beer. Um, I will say the one from the last that I will buy on an ongoing basis now is the Allagash Saison
9: because that's really good. Mm -hmm.
5: Great beer.
1: Yeah.
9: Yeah. yeah, and if I if I can get the revision here, I will probably end up buying this about as often as I buy that, which is you know a few
5: times. Or, a find, year, it, or find it, or find a hazy good.
1: IPA that's yeah. uh, that's local to New York, right? In New
5: York area, yeah. uh, other half out of uh, out of Brooklyn is making just incredible, incredible hazy IPA. Yeah, so get a local one. Uh, I would, I would absolutely
8: get the uh, hazy IPA as well because uh, I, I enjoy that well enough. Like that's the only IPA I can see myself getting myself outside of a bar. Uh, I'm also curious uh, for the people that were not on the last beer episode. Could we ask their favorite beers?
1: That's a great idea. In in real life. In real life, not just in in this this list for for all of those who are are not. So Kathy, let's start with you. What do you you have a favorite beer or two that you like?
6: Well, normally if I go to like a brewery or a pub or something, I will order a cider because I can pretty much 100% of the time I'm safe with that. I'm good. If not, like I'll get like a Hefeweizen, um, something on the lighter ale, blonde ale type of a beer do
1: you have a particular like a, a, a like a particular brand that like there's a, this is the beer that if i see it i'll buy it
6: not really because normally if i'm gonna go out and buy something it's a cider and it's usually like ace or atlas um which are two local ones to me truge what about you
3: so if i see Clown Shoes clementine on a menu that's what i'm ordering that's one of my favorite beers um other than that like in new england it's usually cut like allagash white usually sure um yeah i guess those are
0: the
1: ones i, I love allagash white that's one of those things as a west Good coaster beer. that i can now get that at our befmo which is great but that to me that's always the you know if you're at a restaurant in boston um they have they always have sam adams and they have allagash white and like allagash (laughs) white is i I really like a belgian white and allagash white is really good and when i'm in new england it's great because it's a local beer and so everybody's got it which is really nice
3: yeah i'll also say as far as like local stuff like uh any downy cider that you can get on tap is definitely the route but all their canned stuff is not my favorite
8: I don't know how available um, harpoon things are outside of the Northeast, but one of my... They're all over the place. Great. Then people that listen to this can uh, check out the UFO uh, line of things that are unfiltered wheat beers that are so
1: flavorful and so easy to drink and so wonderful. Nice. And I feel like last time, but again, perhaps the beer has clouded my mind, we talked, Jesse, about the idea of uh, cans... Sort of having a resurgence over bottles, which previously were sort of like the signifier of oh no no, no this beer must be taken seriously it is in a bottle and I have to say since we did that episode a couple of years ago so much more of what I buy now is in cans the, that yeah. that trend seems to be continuing I kind of like it because they're lighter and they're smaller
2: and I have a bit more in the beer fridge yeah
1: exactly <laughs>
7: right yeah. I've I've had some beers that I really like that were in bottles switch over to cans exclusively which has been it took me back for a little bit because I kept looking for them in bottles and it took me a while to realize. They're in cans now, but like Coronado, Coronado
1: switched from bottles to
5: cans. Essentially, I can I can
1: get everything they make in cans now,
5: and I don't I don't mind. So yeah, it's no coincidence that the two sort of trendy beers, the Hazy IPA and the Pastry Stout, those both came in sixteen ounce uh, cans. And we talked about the aesthetics of the can, and in a lot of ways, these really bright, colorful, really fun labels that typifies kind of the moment. And sort of this is sort of the moment of you know five years ago, everything came in. 22-ounce bottles, and these days, four packs of 16-ounce cans is Hmm. sort of where where the market is heading. And then that'll fade in some new holographic packaging that we <laughs> haven't created yet we'll, we'll i would buy over. a
3: hollow beer in a second yeah but I,
5: that's
1: what i, I want i, I, I do think it's, in a hollow beer it's, it's hollow. there's something uh. to be said about the dan <laughs> this podcast is over um <laughs> there's something you said Still about here the, like the cans See, i drank enough beer this um, that was actually funny the, <laughs> the <Hollow. laughs> yes this is the secret is if you drink enough beer dan dan's jokes are funny
2: anyway <laughs> <laughs> you know i've never found enough beer for that well, I'm packaging uh, my keep books working with on beer it now. steve i I know you will i will i know so if you, you will open
5: your next box of five beers <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <Yay>! What? <laughs> um,
1: a man with white gloves has come to your door with a box containing more beer it's the uh anyway the 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 cans thing it's just like you know it used to be sort of like a signifier
5: and now it's a different kind of signifier i, mean, and I guess the that's new, all the marketing. the new new hot thing right now in american craft beer is pilsner Wow, oh Ew. not pills
2: there's no Yeah, no. Oh there's so mm. And that was that was the problem with cans <laughs> for the longest time too is because they were associated with Coors Light, Bud Light, Paps Blue Ribbon, Natty Light and all of that. So when the craft beer thing hit, you know, I don't think you wanted to be associated with them. So cans were not an option. Um, okay, I'm going to wrap it up. I want to thank
1: everybody for being here and drinking beer. Actually, wait a second. You should be thanking me, and really, we should all be thanking Jesse.
5: Yeah. Because what, he, why, well, he, well, he, us, he, he bought on. us thank beer. Thank Jesse. I had all this beer, and then I it was gone. And then he gave it away <laughs> <to> <laughs> weird people on the internet. You guys are Sucker. mailing me beer back, right? That's how uh, this works. Yes, it's beer yep. Pen yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just wait yep. for it. Yep. You'll
1: be getting a lot mm-hmm. of beer. A lot of beer in the mail. Here it comes. You'll never catch me, copper. <laughs> <laughs> so...
3: Send you some PBR.
1: So uh, I want to thank everybody on the panel here. Um, uh, Jesse is here with me in my garage. So is my wife, Lauren. Thank you. You're welcome. And we, we got your beer. And uh, <laughs> on the line, we have Allison Truge. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brian Hamilton. Thank you. Thank you. I'm drunk. Drink more of that smoke beer. Now we, everybody. This is the answer to the question of what happens when people drink beer on a podcast. We just got it, Dan Morin. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I guess and I'm no, Jason no thanks Snow. to you. No thanks to you, Dan Morin. <laughs> all right. I'm not Dan Morin after all. Uh, that, well, only few of us can be. Okay, Kathy Campbell. Thank you.
6: <laughs> thanks for having me,
1: Marco Arment. Thanks for drinking beer with us. I can't believe I can kind of call this
2: work. Thank you. Uh, Sort of, (laughs) technically, kind of, maybe, Steve Lutz, uh, drinking beer is what you do. It is, and it's such a joy to get to do this with a headset on, Um, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) No, this is great. We need to do more of these, Jesse. Live, next time. Live, in person. (laughs) No, Jesse's done it twice. We need to find some other sap that's going to send us beer. (laughs) Right. My beer isn't good enough for you guys now. No, but you've paid your dues at this point. Yeah, it could be. I don't know.
1: We we next year in uh, next year in Jerusalem. I don't know. Suddenly no. <laughs> it's
9: more references.
1: Some people out there get what I'm saying. Yep, I got you. All
9: right, reference uh, acknowledged. Th- thank you very much. As usual, I haven't seen it. <laughs> uh... <laughs>
1: Uh, You haven't seen past Judy Judy You haven't seen it (laughs) Uh, It's one of the Marco It's one of the oldest Of the references Anyway (laughs) Thanks everybody out there For listening Why are you still Listening to this podcast Uh, We'll be back next week And probably not Drink beer then Go home It's over Goodbye (laughs) We'll see you next week Goodbye Goodbye Bye
5: Cheers Bye